You're listening to episode 63 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast, and you'll have to excuse my voice today. I have a little bit of a cold, as you can probably tell, so I do sound a little bit off, but we are going to make this work. (laughs) Um, So today we're going to be talking about minimalism, and for anyone who's been listening for a while, you know that I am super passionate about this and applying minimalism in all different ways to different areas of our lives. So I, this topic could be enormous, um, but I am going to break it down into sort of the more simple aspects of it and ways that you can implement it really easily into your life and some of the benefits of it, because I just find it to be so amazing and it just so helpful to kind of reduce some stress in your life, to be completely honest. Um, the other thing is with this is that if you hop over to Facebook, and join the Room to Grow podcast Facebook group. I'm actually going to be running a little kind of mini three-day challenge about this just to help you declutter your life a little bit. Um, I'm also bringing in some guest speakers. There's actually two different guest speakers coming into the group on Wednesday, January 30th. And we're just looking at different ways to apply not just minimalism, but sort of decluttering in general. And I'm, I'm also going to be giving you like a little handy worksheet and stuff like that. So like invite your friends into the group. Um, anyone who wants to be part of this, you are more than welcome to join. And I think it's a really great time of year to do it too, because it, depending on, on your climate, uh, I don't know about you, but where I am, it's not that nice outside. And this is kind of the perfect time to take advantage of that, to be indoors and start to clear some stuff out, you know, like get rid of some things that you don't need. So What I want to stress most here is that there's a lot of different phases to minimalism. So there's really no benchmark to measure yourself against that would sort of somehow qualify you as a minimalist. Like there's no, you know, hardcore definition that that we're going off of here. To me, it's a much more general concept that then each and every person might apply a little bit differently in your own life. So that's kind of something to keep in mind moving through this because I'm going to give you some ideas and then you can always apply them however feels best for you. So this episode is really going to sort of shed some light on why all of that clutter, both mental and physical, might be holding you back, some of the benefits of minimalism, how to make it work for you since it's different for everybody, and kind of auditing your life to see what can change, what what can shift, what can open things up a little bit to clear some space for you, okay? Minimalism can be gradual. It doesn't have to happen all at once. Otherwise it feels way too daunting, completely overwhelming. Like if I was to to go through this episode and be like, you need to do this, 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 and this in order to declutter your life and to feel better about yourself. Not, not at all. There are so many ways that you can implement this in the smallest, smallest portions and a little bit at a time here and there, and you'll start to see big results add up. It's like our health, right? Like I I never encourage anyone to make a complete 180 on their life because then it doesn't become a lifestyle and you aren't going to be able to stick to it. And yes, like in terms of minimalism, it can feel really good to just purge. And if you have the time, great. But a lot of us don't have time to 
go through our entire lives, our entire inboxes, our entire businesses, whatever, from tip to toe and clear everything out all in one shot. It just feels overwhelming. We still have we still have life going on other than than what we're doing in terms of minimalism, right? So we need to be kind of careful about that. To me, minimalism really equals freedom. And that can be thought of in a few different ways. One is is obviously fa- is obviously financial because typically if you have less stuff, you are usually outputting less money. Now, I we're going to talk kind of about like quality versus quantity too, but um, generally speaking, if you have less stuff, you're probably outputting less money to buy said stuff. Correct? So, and then there's, there's again, like things like our businesses and stuff too. I mean, we, we tend to think of our closets first. I feel like whenever the, the concept of minimalism comes up, I know that's one of the first places that I go to in my head. And I immediately think to myself, I'm like, Oh, I really need to get some stuff out of my closet because there's, things that are just like weighing me down in there and stuff that I'm not using, stuff that I'm not wearing, that I haven't worn in ages. I don't know why I'm hanging on to it. Um, it, So closets can be a really great place to start, but kind of our homes in general, right? Like who else has a room or an area of the house where you kind of stuff all those things you don't really know what to do with and you don't really want, but you can't be bothered to get rid of. Or I've even talked to people who've said that they'll clear a bunch of stuff out of their house and out of their cars but then they put it all into donation bags and then it sits in the trunk of their car and they just never drop it off. <laughs> like that's not helping us, right? So if you're going to to declutter and get some some stuff out of your life, some physical stuff anyway, is, is what we're talking about at the moment here. We also have to commit to actually just following through enough to take it completely out, <laughs> right? So donating or selling or, you know, giving it away, whatever that's going to look like. Make sure that you're actually doing that because you're not going to feel the same benefits if you, you clear a bunch of stuff out, but then it's still hanging around just in a different form, right? Something else to keep in mind here, I mean, there's, there's so many different ways that we could apply minimalism, but I do really want to mention something like social media. So kind of minimizing, minimalizing, minimizing our social media. I, I think I'm saying that wrong, but basically how many of us are following more accounts than we can handle? And more importantly, are those accounts actually making you feel badly about yourself and where you're at right now? Because I was talking to, I was giving a a presentation to a group of people um, earlier in the week and whether it's, I was talking to them about the same thing, that whether it's like a comparison trap to someone else's finances, lifestyle, body, business, like there's a fine line between inspiration and comparison. So pay really close attention to how you feel and your reaction when you're scrolling through social media to see certain accounts. And are they triggering you in some sort of negative way? And if so, unfollow. That is a form of decluttering. That's a form of of releasing some things from your life that are not serving you. And to me, that's what minimalism is all about. This is why it's such an interesting concept to me because it it can be applied in so many different ways. Something else is finances. Minimalism can be very closely tied to finances too, especially if we're talking about a lot of physical stuff hanging around your home, like I like I said before, because all that stuff costs money. Like, are you happy with the with that decision? When you look at your stuff, are you happy that you have it? Or and, and be honest with yourself too, because sometimes we'll look around and be like, yeah, like I've got all this amazing stuff. But then when you start to get really serious about it, you're like, but do I need that? Like, I haven't touched that in six months or a year, and I don't know when I would use it again, right? Like, or would you rather have put that money towards something else? 
whether it would be, you know, savings or some sort of experience like a vacation or something along those lines. Um, for more on that, you can refer back to episode 52 about money is a tool. Time is the prize. Um, that's something I'm, I'm super, super passionate about. And something else here is your business. If you have a business, you know, keeping expenses low, not necessarily going for all the bells and whistles when you need to invest. Um, maybe that's going to mean getting creative and resourceful with how you do things like keeping a streamlined process to make things easier for you and your clients too. It's not just about money. It's about systems and processes as well. Like getting really scrappy with what you already have, as opposed to feeling like you're stuck in a cycle of always spending a ton of money on some new thing that promises to change your entire business. And that last sentence can be applied to, you know, changing your entire life, changing your entire, you know, whatever it is, insert whatever you want there. And that's still going to apply to you. So these are just a handful of aspects of, of minimalism. Like I said, I would, I would be here all day if we could, if we were talking about every, you know, dimension of, of minimalism, but something that came to mind when I was kind of figuring out this episode was, has anyone had a project to sit down and work on or some big daunting task to complete? And instead of working on that, you start cleaning. <laughs> I always end up thinking about this because I'm so guilty of this. If I'm procrastinating, I will often start cleaning. And if I'm at home, obviously, but it's, it's not really a total accident because yes, it is one more form of procrastination, of course, but we do function better in tidier spaces and we can, you know, fight with ourselves on that all day long and, and try and tell ourselves that, no, I work better in mass. I don't really know anyone who says that, but if you're saying that to yourself, you know, great, good for you. I'm not a hundred percent sure that I believe you. <laughs> I feel like if you, if you had a tidier space that you didn't have to clean up, that you would maybe feel really good about working in that space. It's just that if, if you admit that, then you have to commit to cleaning up your own space, <laughs> which can kind of be a pain in the ass, right? <laughs> but physical clutter truly, truly equals mental clutter. It, it, and again, the, this is my opinion, but there has been some some research to back this up is that when, when we're working in or even just, you know, living in, functioning in a really cluttered space, that weighs on us. Like, and, and not only that, but the more stuff you have, the harder and longer it's going to be to tidy and clean. So then when you do go to clean up, it, it seems even more overwhelming, right? And minimalism really helps to remove the barrier to entry. Like it's sort of, it's sort of a chicken or egg situation. Which comes first, the mental clutter or the physical clutter, right? And we could make that argument all day long too, because it's, it's often a reflection back on each other, the mental versus the physical clutter. If we're feeling, let's say that you're feeling super unmotivated and you're having a really hard time, um, you know, maybe you're a little bit depressed, anxious, you're super stressed, you've got a lot going on. Those are typically the times where you might not have as much, not just time, but energy and again, kind of motivation to tidy or to clean things up, right? So in that case, maybe the mental clutter comes first, but there are other times where maybe things just pile up. You just haven't gotten to it and the physical clutter comes first, but then it seems so overwhelming for you to do anything about it that it's weighing you down so much mentally that you're not changing anything. So again, that, that can be really dependent on the situation, but mental clutter and physical clutter are so closely correlated. 
And honestly, regardless of which comes first, I would argue that both are detrimental. Like, because it's often easier to clear the physical clutter and then the mental clarity can come with it. Because you're not leaving space to allow anything else in when you're drowning in stuff, whether that's mental or physical. So I actually have an example of this. Let's say that you want to have a new wardrobe. Like you're, you're tired of all of your old clothes. You haven't really bought yourself anything new in a couple of years and nothing in your closet really brings you any joy anymore. Um, maybe some stuff is just kind of ill-fitting. You know, you're just, you, you don't like your wardrobe. Here's a question. Then why are you keeping all of it? Like it's taking up mental and physical space. It is weighing on you. And most importantly, you're not allowing the space to let new items in. If you have a closet that is full of clothes that you don't like and you're unhappy about and you want new clothes, but, but you, you aren't able to get them, you haven't gotten purchased them or anything like that, there's no room for new clothes. Like literally and metaphorically, you have not created that space for new clothes. Plus, if we're going to go kind of less woo-woo and more technical on this, why aren't you selling some of that stuff to make some extra money to buy a couple new items that you really love, right? And, not, and on top of that, there can be, if you're holding on to items that don't fit you anymore, that could also be just kind of bringing you some really negative energy too. Because if you're hanging on to clothes that you don't, that, that don't fit you, and you're just sort of hanging on to them, you know, like, like it, people will talk about keeping their, their skinny jeans or something. Um, and I'm not just talking about the style of clothes. I mean, like, like that, that you aren't able to fit into them any longer and you keep hanging on to them as like holding it up kind of as the, the carrot, like one day I'll fit into these or, or these are my motivation to fit back into or something like that. And, and that can be great for some people, but overall what I find, especially for women is that it typically brings more stress than joy. And it, it can kind of feel like you're comparing current you to old you and that you feel that old you is somehow better. And it's just, it, it's bringing a lot of negative energy into things. I mean, then it, there's also the quality versus quantity, right? Like personally, I would rather have less stuff, but the stuff I do have, I would rather that it be higher quality. That's, that's usually really important to me. If I'm seeking something out and I'm actually going to spend the money, I'm like, you know, I, I would rather get something that is a little bit higher quality than get something that is crap and it's just going to break or fall apart. Or, you know, if we're talking about clothes, like, I don't know, fall apart in the wash or shrink or whatever, it, that can be applied to so many different things. But typically I tend to like quality versus quantity when it comes to physical stuff. And like I said, like I'm, I'm a big fan of experiences over stuff too. So if, if it's ever time to gift someone something, or maybe you're just going to gift yourself something and treat yourself, you know, why not make it an experience that you're going to remember as opposed to more physical stuff that you have to find space for or something like that. The experiences just bring so much more joy to like, we're creating those memories that are going to stay with us forever. If you treat yourself instead to, I don't know, a new sweatshirt. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you treat yourself to. That was just the first thing that popped into my head, but you know, which one are you going to remember more in 20 years? You're probably not even going to remember what that sweatshirt looked like, but you will remember the joy of whatever that new experience was that you tried. And that's kind of the best part of that. Anyone who, who talks about, you know, decluttering, uh, minimalism, that type of thing. I feel like these days it can't be discussed without talking about Marie Kondo. 
of the, the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. I understand she also has a Netflix show now. I have not yet watched that. I, I'm definitely going to, but I'll link up her book in the, in the show notes so that you can uh, take a look at it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really helpful. And just like anything else, there's stuff that you can take and leave, right? But she has some really interesting concepts that I want to talk to you about today. So one of them is when you are in the process of decluttering, ask yourself, does this item bring you joy? Other than necessities, of course. Like, you know, I don't expect you to hold up your toothbrush and, and that it's going to bring you joy, but it's still necessary. <laughs> so other than actual necessity items, ask yourself if this item brings you joy. And I love this concept because again, this is something that can be applied in so many different ways of our life. It doesn't have to be applied just to physical stuff. Even something like the social media that I brought up before. You know, if you're looking at your social media accounts that you're following and there's an account that just kind of makes you feel not great about yourself, is it bringing you joy? Obviously not, right? So maybe that's one that you need to unfollow, okay? Something else that she suggests is to fully declutter before you ever try to organize. I actually thought that this was so helpful because it keeps you on task and focused on just one area of things before moving on to the next and eliminates distractions. I don't know about you, but I can get some major squirrel syndrome sometimes. Like <laughs> I'll be doing one thing and then I get pulled off onto something else. And then I, I realize that I haven't finished the first thing yet and it can just go on and on. Instead, focus on one room at a time and then focus on one area of that room before moving on to a different section too. And again, I just want to stress here, like when we're talking physical stuff, whenever you can, make sure to donate or sell whenever possible to really reduce environmental waste as well. I mean, our landfills are already filling up enough. So anytime that we can, you know, reduce or reuse, basically uh, donate, sell any of those things, make sure to go that route whenever possible. This was actually a direct quote from Marie Kondo that I loved. She said, the space in which we, the space in which we live should be for the person we are becoming now, not for the person we were in the past. That is so interesting. I think that that is just the most interesting. Like, what are you holding on to that is to try and preserve a little piece of your former self? And what is it about that former version of yourself that you miss? Is hanging on to that stuff really going to help you get back to that place? Do you even truly want to go back to that place? Like, how is holding on to that former version of you holding you back from who you are becoming, right? And I mean, something like this I could, you know, maybe there is like a, something that comes to mind to be, I don't know, paraphernalia from high school. Um, again, maybe like that pair of jeans you're holding on to that are now too small for you, right? Like those things could be holding you back from bigger and better things. And it doesn't mean that you'll never fit into those jeans again. But like by getting rid of the too small pair of jeans, you're, you're not acknowledging that you're always going to be a bigger size. That might be true, but that isn't really the point of it. For one thing, it likely makes you feel badly, like I said before, but where you are currently and you beat yourself up over it. Um, and you're also having something take up space in your home that is holding that negative emotion for you. That doesn't bring you joy, right? You can always go buy another pair of jeans when you lose weight if you want to. But holding on to something that doesn't fit you now is not really helping anyone. There was another uh, interesting quote that I found on Pinterest from Becoming Minimalist. Uh, that's another resource that I, I really suggest for minimalism. That can be a really great way to go. 
They said the first step in getting what you want is to have the courage to get rid of the stuff you don't. This is a really good way to audit your life. And first get super clear on your big picture life. So where do you want to be? And and what do you want your life to look like in five years or 10 years? Like maybe it's paying down debt. Maybe it's a particular lifestyle, like buying a beach house somewhere and working for yourself. Maybe it's starting a family. Whatever that looks like for you, get very clear on that vision. And then I want you to backtrack a little bit and start to look at at your current life and what's holding you back in your life currently from reaching that future life. And what can you change and, and shift to start taking a step towards that bigger vision? So just as an example, do you and your partner have totally different ideas of where you want to be in five or 10 years? Like you might need to have the courage to have a conversation about that to reconcile kind of meeting each other in the middle somehow so that you can work together towards a more common goal. Right? Otherwise, if you're each going to lone wolf it and you have no idea what the other one wants in five or 10 years, that's probably the recipe for disaster. So that's just one, one small example. But something else would be, do you have a ton of bills draining your bank account every month for things that might not be 100% necessary? How can you apply minimalism to reduce those bills and shift your lifestyle towards your bigger goals? So getting really clear on who who that person is that you want to become and having the courage to get rid of the stuff that's holding you back from getting there, whether we're talking physical stuff or other other things in, in your life that need to change in order to reach that, that's one of the ways that you can start to get really clear on how to make changes and what to make changes on. I actually really, this this quote popped into my head as well, when I was coming up with this episode, it's actually by Jay Tita. And he says, more isn't better. Better is better. So uh, Dr. Jay Tita was on the podcast on episode 17. It is my most popular episode ever to, to, the, to date. <laughs> so make sure to go and check that episode out. And he actually used this quote in reference to uh, exercise and, and nutrition. But honestly, it can be applied to so many different things in life. More stuff isn't better. Better stuff is better. And that doesn't, that doesn't equal more. They are not the same thing. Taking an audit of your personal wants and needs and deciding what in your life supports that and what doesn't is going to start to create small shifts that are going to add up in big ways. And that's when you can start to see some massive, massive changes in your life just from making a few shifts. So I hope that this has helped. I hope that this has, this has probably in some ways opened up um, more questions than answers necessarily, but I just want to get you thinking about minimalism and the different ways that you can apply it to your life and start to look at things a little bit more closely. You know, what, what in your life is bringing you joy and what is weighing you down? To me, that's one of, that's one of the best questions that I, I can ask myself and that can be applied again to anything. That single question doesn't have to just be applied when you're trying to decide which, which pair of jeans to keep, like that can be applied across the board. So really ask yourself that. And for anyone who's, who's checked out uh, Marie Kondo's Netflix uh, show, let me know what you think. Cause I, I'm super curious. I, I definitely want to go check that out. But again, make sure to join the room to grow podcast, Facebook group. 
to be part of this, this little mini challenge that I'm doing. Um, I think it's going to be really, really helpful for a lot of people. And I'm just, I'm really excited about it because I'm, I'm really passionate about this topic. So you can uh, grab the link in the show notes or just search Room to Grow podcast on Facebook and it'll come up for you. And yeah, there's, there's two different guest speakers coming in um, to talk about some different concepts of decluttering and minimalism, including like your inbox, which is pretty cool. So that will be happening on Wednesday, January 30th. And yeah, I mean, invite your friends into the group, anyone who might benefit from this. And it's honestly the perfect time to do it outside. Um, you know, if you're, if you're in an area where it's not so nice outside, this is the time to start with your home and then you can kind of work out from there. And that's kind of the best way to start, um, is to just start somewhere. Okay. So make sure to hit subscribe on the podcast because I do have a bonus episode that is going to be coming out in the next week or so, and I'm not really going to be announcing it anywhere else. So wherever you um, are listening to this podcast, hit subscribe to make sure that you don't miss it. It's going to be a really good one. And I'm super, super excited for the guest that is coming on on Thursday. Um, We always have such awesome guests on Thursday, and this week is no exception. So make sure to hit subscribe so that you don't miss any of those. And if you take a screenshot and share it on social media, that just absolutely gives me life. I love, love hearing from you. Um, I usually even video respond to anyone who screenshots it and shares it because it just warms my heart so much that I just want to be able to see you guys and connect with you and thank you in real life. So make sure to do that. And that would be amazing. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.